The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So this evening I uh, wanted to say a little bit about the uh, sequence of events. Um, I'll start with a guided meditation, and then I'll offer a few comments after that. Then we'll have 10 minutes following those comments for breakout groups so you can share a little bit about with each other about what's going on with you. And then we'll have about five minutes to share in the larger group any inspirations or questions. And based on a request from Tuesday, I will follow that. People can leave at uh, 6.50 if they wish. And for those who wanted to stay longer, I'll have another 10 minutes of silent meditation just to finish off the evening for those who like to take a little more time. So you're free to do either one. So with that, uh, let's uh, find a comfortable posture. With these happy hour practices, it really does help to have a comfortable standing, lying, or sitting posture that gives the body some chance to relax and the mind can turn fully to the meditation, the cultivation of these qualities of heart-mind that we'd like to have. So giving yourself time to settle into the most supportive posture with some balance. The balance between being alert, but also having enough ease in the body. And if at any time, as you sit for a long while, if there needs to be some minor adjustment without, you know, moving every few seconds, but over time, if there needs to be some adjustment, uh, feel free to make that adjustment with mindfulness. Awareness taking in whatever is most obvious in the body, heart, mind, right at this moment. It's important to acknowledge what we arrive with as we settle in. And gradually, as you begin to be a little bit more settled, when you're ready, perhaps bringing someone to mind for whom it's easy to have kind feelings. It might be someone who has helped you in your life, currently or past. 
It could be a person of any age with whom you feel you have an uncomplicated, kind relationship. Someone for whom you wish good things. And taking your time, perhaps allowing the image of that person and their good qualities to fill your heart and mind gradually. Reflecting on ways that they've been a good person to you. Perhaps even sometimes there's a physical feeling or a feeling around the heart of how they've affected you. A warm or feeling or some kind of vibration or sensation that goes with how you care about them. It might just consist of thoughts, whatever, however it is in your heart, mind, body is fine. Keeping them in the center of your awareness, sending them some kind wishes, perhaps uh, whispering these very softly in the mind, wishes like, may you be healthy. Wishing with your whole heart and mind, may you be safe. Whatever that means in the conditions they face in their lives. May you be happy. For some that might be quiet contentment, a sense of peace. And for others, it might be outright joy. Whatever is appropriate for them, sending them that beautiful wish, may you be happy, or filling in the word that fits best. May you be at ease.
and focusing on that person for the next number of minutes, really allowing yourself to send these same wishes at your own pace or creating wishes of kindness that you would like to send that are particular to that person. Wishing them health, safety, happiness, and ease, and other wishes that you have for them that are not agendas or demands, but rather just a kind inclination of the heart for their well-being. Noticing, too, if any other thoughts or feelings come up that are different than kindness or in addition to, no problem. Just recognize what's arising. And when you're ready, gently return your awareness to the kind wishes that you'd like to send to the person. You don't have to ignore what's arising in the heart-mind. Sometimes there's other information there for us in addition to the kind wishes we're sending.
simply noticing any additional wishes that arise with respect to this treasured person or person you think is good-hearted. The mind drifts off, just gently bringing it back, centering your attention again on the person for whom you're sending kind wishes. And if it can fit for you, you may either continue to send this one person your good wishes, or if it can fit for you, you might allow to come to mind a relative stranger in your life. It could be another member of this group whom you see fairly regularly, but you don't really know. Or it could be someone else like that in your daily life or your weekly life, maybe a clerk at the grocery store, someone you see at the gym that you don't know, or anyone, a letter carrier, a neighbor you don't know. Just allowing this person to fill your awareness As someone who is a fellow human being doing their best in living their life, engaging in their joys and sorrows in the same way that we each do, as they fill your mind, your awareness, 
noticing kindness in the heart for any human being who is trying to navigate this complicated world and sending them kind wishes. May you be healthy. Even if you are aware that maybe their health isn't perfect or they struggle with something, the sincere inclination, the sincere wish, may you be healthy. May you be safe and free from harm, knowing all the different things that can befall any of us or any internal conditions that can feel less safe, relational conditions. With your full heart and mind, sending this person the wish for Safety and freedom from harm. Freedom from harm to the body, the heart, or the mind. May you be safe and free from harm. Whatever the particular conditions of your life, may you be happy, contented. Just as we would like to be in the space of a sustainable happiness, one that's not dependent on conditions being just right. Wishing that for this person. May you be happy. And sending them the wish, may you be at ease with all the ups and downs that come in life. This is a way of wishing this person some equanimity. May you be at ease. 
and continuing with these wishes and any others, other kind wishes that spontaneously appear in your mind for this person. As a fellow human being, sending them your kind inclinations. Repeating those that we've said. For health, safety, happiness, and ease. at your own pace. Again, noticing if the mind drifts where it goes, if other reflections come up about this person or about yourself, allowing yourself to recognize those and take those in before gently returning the awareness to kind wishes sent to this person.
And if there's another person coming to mind, someone you know, could be a friend, could even be someone with whom you have difficulty, whatever person wants to enter your mind, allowing the full image of that person and what their life is like, what their interactions are with you, allowing those thoughts and images to fill the awareness, noticing what you feel in your heart, mind, body, and honoring that while inclining the mind towards some kindness for whatever is going on for that person. Sending these same caring wishes, not demands, simple kind wishes for their health, even if there's someone that presents challenges for you, like any human being, wishing to be healthy, sending them that kindness. Sending them kind wishes for Safety, may you be safe and free from harm. Sometimes, especially if someone's difficult, it's because they are feeling unsafe in some way. It may be from things that precede your your knowledge of them by many years. But may you be safe and free from harm. May you be happy, truly content, free from the ups and downs. May you be at ease. No matter what's happening in your life, may there be some equanimity, some way to come to some ease. I'm continuing to send these and any other spontaneous wishes for this person.
So, as I was sharing a bit on Tuesday, I've been interested in ways that contemporary research supports the value of these 2,500-year-old practices we do during happy hour. And Tuesday, I shared some research about the human heart, and we did loving-kindness meditation focused on appreciation of the heart. Tonight, I'd like to continue on that theme, but expanding it to how our hearts affect one another. So on Tuesday, I read some research by the Heart Math Institute that stated, the feeling of appreciation is one of the most concrete and easiest positive emotions for individuals to self-generate and sustain for longer periods. By simply recalling a time when you felt sincere appreciation and recreating that feeling, you can increase your heart rhythm coherence, reduce emotional stress, and improve your health. So this idea of coherence, this mode, promotes a calm, emotionally balanced, yet alert, responsive state sounds a lot like meditation, (laughs) that is conducive to cognitive and task performance, including problem-solving, decision-making, and activities requiring perceptual acuity, attentional focus, coordination. So the HeartMath Institute uh, research goes on to note that one of the early findings uh, that occurred in a discipline that began in the 1970s, which is now called neurocardiology, is that the heart has a complex neural network that is sufficiently extensive to be characterized as a brain on the heart. The heart brain, as it is commonly called, or intrinsic cardiac nervous system, is an intricate network of complex ganglia, neurotransmitters, proteins, and support cells, the same as those of the brain in the head. So this is interesting and congruent with talks I've heard about the Buddhist teachings saying that the heart and mind weren't differentiated into two separate things, but referred to as the heart-mind. And actually, we're a heart-mind body, right? We're not separate, three separate things. We're integrated. So their research also discusses another interesting facet of the heart, how our hearts influence other hearts. So Heart Math Institute's Dr. Roland McCready notes, the understanding of the world we live in profoundly shifted after the discovery of electromagnetic fields and the experimental validation of modern quantum physics. These have helped give rise to the field view of reality. We can no longer think of reality as little building blocks separated by an empty space, he says. We now know there's no such thing as empty space and that physical objects, including us, do not exist in isolation, but are part of this holistic web of interconnectedness in which fields and relationships are primary. This field view ties in closely with research they've done, 
uh, where they've conducted experiments for a number of years to demonstrate ways in which people are connected to one another through their own individual magnetic fields, which are generated primarily by the brain, although much more so by the heart. So examples of their experiments included measurements of an infant's heart rhythm registering in the brain waves of its mother and the heart rhythm coherence of a boy corresponding to an increase in his dog's heart rhythm coherence. In the latter example, a boy and dog were placed in a room together. Then the boy moved to a separate room, which resulted in the dog experiencing chaotic and incoherent heart rhythms in in contrast to when it and the boy were in the same room. The boy was instructed to use a coherence technique to consciously feel feelings of love and care for his dog, which he did after re-entering the room with the dog while having no physical contact with it. The dog's heart rhythm coherence increased significantly. So their website states that interconnectedness is an important and primary area of their interest today. And it's led their scientists in several different directions as they explore and seek to validate the central hypothesis they have formulated in their interconnectedness studies. So one very interesting direction they listed was this. Large numbers of people creating heart-centered states of care, love, and compassion will generate a more coherent field environment that can benefit others and help offset the current planet-wide discord and incoherence. Wow, that that would be wonderful. (laughs) They note, as today's physicists pursue a unified theory that would explain and link together all physical aspects of our universe, heart math will continue expanding on its work in the realm of a field view of reality and the interconnectedness of all living things. Research conducted in our laboratory has confirmed the hypothesis that while an individual is in heart coherence, the heart radiates a more coherent electromagnetic signal into the environment that can be detected by nearby animals or the nervous systems of other people. Uh, Of all the organs, the heart generates the largest rhythmic electromagnetic field, one that's approximately 5,000 times stronger than that produced by the brain. So this field can be be detected several feet away from the body with sensitive magnetometers. This magnetic field provides a plausible mechanism for how we can feel or sense another person's presence and emotional state independent of body language or other factors. We found that there's a direct relationship between the heart rhythm patterns and the information encoded in frequency spectra of the magnetic field radiated by the heart. Thus, information about a person's emotional state is encoded in the heart's magnetic field that is communicated through the body and into the external environment. So that's pretty interesting. (laughs) Um, That, uh, you know, this idea that they did a study examining the possibility that people trained in achieving high states of heart coherence could facilitate coherence in other people in close proximity. So we seem to be doing that through meditation as well. And with that as a little bit of stimulation, I'd like to send you into breakout groups for 10 minutes. 
Um, and that actually may take us almost to the end, but um, maybe maybe let's come back for just a couple minutes. So I'll send you for eight minutes, and um, you'll be in rooms of about three people each. And what I would invite is that while you're in those rooms, please um, each person just share one thing and listen deeply to one another as the other person shares. Don't offer advice or commentary. Um, just listen carefully. And uh, with that, need to adjust the size of the groups a little. Here we go. Eight minutes. See you soon. <laughs> 